everyone. Welcome to the Climate Smart Podcast, where we explore various environmental concepts and perspectives pertaining to Nepal. For this episode, we will be talking about aquaponics. And rather than us just explaining the concept of aquaponics to you all, we decided to bring in a very special guest who is highly knowledgeable on this concept to talk about aquaponics technology and its potential to scale sustainable farming in Nepal. Priyanka, could you please introduce this guest of ours? Of course. Hello, everyone. I'm Priyanka, and today we have with us Ms. Rita Shestra Badra, an agri-innovator who is also the founder of Aquaponics Nepal. She's one of the first female Nepalese entrepreneurs to introduce the concept of sustainable farming in Nepal. In 2018, she was also the recipient of the SDG Innovation Award for Sustainable Aquaculture. And along with producing food in a sustainable way, she's also actively involved in empowering Nepalese women farmers through her trainings on farming with aquaponics technology. Ms. Badra, we're so honored to have you and welcome to our podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Priyanka. Um, I'm, as you said, I'm so honored to be part of your podcast. As you had already introduced me, I'm Rita Shrestabhadra. I'm the founder of Aquaponics Nepal. So before we move on to understand aquaponics, how it works and how it can help scale up sustainable agriculture in Nepal. I was hoping if Ms. Padra, you could give us an overview of your journey into aquaponics and what really got you started into this. Um, when we talk about the aquaponics, that time when I established this, like it was in 2013, that time, I think we even didn't know about the aquaponics. Uh, one day, my, me and my husband was just watching a television and we saw that system about the aquaponics. Like we were so amazed by that system. Uh, before that, I was already starting small terrace garden because in Nepal, as you already heard about the pesticides, it's a huge amount of pesticides used in our green vegetable. So because of that, we started a small terrace garden so that we can have the greens without uh, pesticides because of we are very much uh, health conscious and environment conscious also. Uh, so then when we saw that, we were so amazed uh, that so. And we think we discussed about what's this. So we started to um, explore what's mean by this aquaponics and lots of articles and uh, books I read about and the first book like I asked my colleague who was in USA to send me that because in Nepal we don't have that dollar accounts and everything that time it was 2003 and my friend he sent me that and we, I just read all those books and then we started small unit in my small farm the aquaponics and that time we were so excited about the, the greens that it came out and it's not easy. I have to be queue for four hours to get a, a fish fingerlings in <laughs> Mata Pokhari, where we can get the fish fingerlings. So I have to queue for four hours just to get, I think, 100 or something fingerlings <laughs> to establish that system. And slowly, slowly, in next year, like in 2014, I have registered at Gharilu. Um, so Gharilu ma darpa gharipasi, and then I want to do more about that. So look at the system. So we um, expanded our system from small bamboo hot to a greenhouse that time i didn't thought about like i will sell those things or it will go to the market uh, we we thought about like we'll we'll have for the consuming only for ourselves and first year i started with the lettuce only 
in the aquaponic system. We couldn't consume ourselves. Like it was huge amount of, huge number of lettuce it grown in the aquaponic system. So what I did is um, distribute to our neighbors and our colleagues. And they said they've, they had a very good feedback on that. Like, Your lettuce is so different than what we are eating uh, from the market. And why don't you uh, market? I said, how come? Because I'm not that like uh, that kind of person because I have my own job. I'm doing other things then. But when... When they told me, then it's, it's striking my mind. Why don't why don't I take those things to the market? So then uh, I try to do the business plans and everything. I work on that, all those things in the business plan, like how how it will cost. Um, and like uh, I have seen ready to eat things in when I was traveling abroad, like I went to London or in Germany also. So I I saw those packaging things of uh, ready to eat letters and other things also. And then it came in mind. Why don't I also start that thing then first time uh, I just because I had never had no marketing experience and anything so first time I just had it four packets only of the lettuce ready to eat lettuce it was around 70 grams of four packets and because I was so excited to go to Bhatbatini and I asked my son let's go please come with me because I want to sell this thing and I just took four packets only to Bhatbatini and they, they were also surprised to see those things because it's never came in and they were so excited okay let's let's i'll put that um in the self let's see how the people respond then immediately in the evening they call me okay you can bring because immediately all the four has gone by one one person has taken those things and then again i think slowly slowly i started business also so i'm i'm really proud of what i'm doing because I'm the woman and I'm not young also, but I'm passionate about those things. So when I started to sell and when started to earn the money and I was so excited, okay, then I'll do the business also. Then slowly, slowly, like I explore the market also. It's so demanding the things that what I produce, but very sadly to say that um, I couldn't produce a lot <laughs> because I'm the very small unit. Uh, so I, I, couldn't pro- I can't produce a lot, but slowly I want what I did is also I started the organic farming also, uh, purely in the land also, besides the aquaponics. Um, so I have other things uh, besides the lettuce. So that's how uh, I came as became an entrepreneur from uh, one of the officials of one organization. Uh, Miss Patra, that sounds like a very interesting entrepreneurial journey. Um, you briefly mentioned about your company, Aquaponics Nepal. Can you please share some of the work your company has been doing? Uh, one thing I have already mentioned about uh, what we are doing, it's uh, mostly we produce the organic uh, things. One is the lettuce, uh, which goes in the market as in ready-to-eat lettuce. And what is our brand name is Small Initiative for Your Health. Because it's not the very big uh, things I'm doing. It's a very small thing. But looking on the health, I'm, we are very health conscious. And we every day we hear about the pesticides and chemical fertilizers. And also you can see the queue of uh, farmers to get the fertilizer so why don't we reduce those things and another thing is i'm very uh, much uh, passionate about working with women we provide the trainings to smaller farmers and the women entrepreneurs so the training is mostly on the aquaponics and also the hydroponics and how to do the organic farming on the terrace like they have the small balconies for the household wife or who have to depend on their family member for the small amount of money so why don't they just um, produce 
their things and sell. So we are trying those things also. I have already provided uh, three, four series of trainings to women's uh, entrepreneurs. I'm hoping that they will produce something so that I can market for them. So we are discussing with one of the um, Sawkari also about that. It's a handset sarkari. Those groups are from the handset sarkari also. There was there was around 80 women from Bhuranilkantha municipality. So I have trained them. We also we help them to get the funding from government, local government also, so that they can have the terrace garden. Because all the people in urban farming, we won't get the lots of land. So this aquaponics and the organic farming, we can do on the terrace also. We don't need lots of space. It's a vertical. We can do the vertically also, and also. In any kind of containers. So that's the another things I'm doing. And also because of the lockdown since last two years. Uh, so we couldn't we can't, we couldn't go ahead on those concepts and everything. But when I think the situation will normal, they are already trained. So when they will produce, then I will market for their product. We uh, collaborated with uh, Windrock International Bangkok. They came here to provide the training on aquaponics for different uh, not only the entrepreneurs, but also uh, business persons also, so that they can expand those economics. Thank you for sharing that. It's really inspiring to know what you and your company have been doing over the years. So most people aren't really aware about aquaponics and they relate it to mainstream aquaculture and hydroponics. So could you explain what aquaponic is and how it mainly differs from hydroponics system? Yes, aquaponics, when do people think about aquaponics and hydroponics, it's not so much different, but there's so much different also. We grow plant in water. Uh, we call the soil, soil-less uh, productions. Soilless farming. In aquaponics, there's two lives. One is fish, another is plant. So it's a symbiotic kind of relationship between the fish and plant. There is a system, it's a, but we need to have a regular water system in aquaponics. Uh, in aquaponics, what it happened is um, there is three different kind of chamber. One is fish chamber where we can grow different kind of fish, and the the water is regular, twenty four hours. We have to circulate the water from fish. The water it goes into the filter, so we need a one filter as we call the biofilter, where you can we don't need to have a very expensive biofilter. We can make our gravel or other things also. In my system, we have a gravel system, so the water it comes to the filter, and in the filter, like the ammonia will convert into nitrate. So nitrification will happen in in that biofilter. So the filtered water will come into the another system where we go the different kind of plant. Uh, in aquaponics also we have uh, three or four kind of different kind of system uh, how we can grow the varieties of plant. What I'm doing is the raft system. In raft system, like the plant is float on the water. So there is a thermocol and it float on the water and we grow, the roots goes under the water. There is another one is the gravel system also. People just put the gravel and in the gravel system, what is the benefit is uh, you can grow the different kind of fruits like tomatoes or other, any kind of fruits you can grow. In float, it's difficult because it's not enough the nutrient you will get. But in the gravel system, which it will hold the plant also. So you can get different kind of uh, fruits. Like so many people have grown the papayas also in water. So it's so surprised to see like how the, the 
plant could grow in water, but this is the system where we can grow. Even the potatoes, uh, radis, and everything we can grow. But my, I have not done those things. It's just like I have grown all the herbs, lettuce, and tomatoes only, and also strawberry. I I have a very good strawberry last year, but this year I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do do that. So the benefit of the aquaponics is we don't have to add any nutrient from outside. So it comes from the face. But hydroponic, that's the difference in hydroponic. Hydroponic is also a similar kind of system, but we have to add the nutrient from outside. So we can get the chemicals and have to measure and put on the system. So the continuously, the plant will, uh, we have to calculate the numbers of the plant and the continuously that plant will get the nutrient, whatever it needs. Also, I would like to share one thing. Like I started uh, the hydroponic because the nutrient one we will, what we'll get is very expensive. We have to bring from India. Um, I think 2017, 2018, I went to Bangkok just to pitch that thing. Like I want to start the hydroponic based on vermicompost tea. I have I did some experiment also here. Um, but though I was honorable mention there, but I couldn't get the funding for that. <laughs> so that's really sad. Anyway, no problem. <laughs> that sounds really interesting uh, about the aquaponic system. And since fish is the main component of an aquaponic system, it may be a very complicated process in selecting a suitable fish species. So could you please explain what is the process of fish selection in the system? Um, yes, definitely. You, you are all very I can mention about the fish. Most of the people, they do the tilapia because it's, we need the fish which grow very fast. But I didn't use that. One thing, it's very difficult to get tilapia in Nepal. That when I started, it was so difficult. Even um, I asked the, in the, that matcha pokhari, they, they were surprised. What's mean by tilapia? So they didn't, but now we can get the tilapia here also uh, but not in all the place i think in hetora oh that's why i research, i did lots of research on then what fish i should use because in nepal in especially in Kathmandu, it's very cold in winter uh and it goes to zero degree the air air and the water is around seven eight degree so fish have to survive on that uh, temperature so when i discuss with some of the fishery persons and export and also explore the best thing it was that koi koi and then carp koi carp and big head carp which we can get easily in nepal and other carp also so and it can survive in zero degree also and we can eat that also Carfish. So that's why I choose that. And though it's a very slow process, it grows very slowly. We never had that feast to eat for <laughs> because we need that in system and also it's so difficult to get the uh, uh, fish fingerlings. So it's just for the system only. But uh, I think uh, tilapia is the best one. But in the context of Nepal, especially in Kathmandu and the hill and mountain, I think carp is the best one. But in Tarai, if we get, then tilapia is the best, which which is the fast-growing fish we need for the system. Well, that's really interesting. And similarly, plants are also the other component of the system and like they play an important role in regulating water in the recirculating aquaponic system. Mm. So again, how would you select the suitable plant species that are to be grown in this system? Uh, it depends on what you are going to market, no? what you need to uh, produce. I didn't grow lots of things in my system. 
because I was thinking about, okay, I need a lettuce to eat for me and some tomatoes. Uh, so I just choose those things only. You can grow any plants in aquaponics. You don't have to like, okay, this plant, it doesn't work in aquaponics. This plant, it will work. It's not. It's only the amount of time you need to grow. So that is like for the fruiting, we need lots of amount of nutrient to grow the fruits. But for lettuce and other greens and the uh, herbs, you don't need lots of nutrient. So that's why I choose those things because um, I have a very small unit and like there, there was lots of demand. Later on, it was demand. When I started to go to the market, there was lots of demand on herbs and lettuce. So I just done that only, not beyond that. But you can grow any kind of, even the flowers also. I think I have posted one in Facebook during like, it was the Tihar was coming at the Tihar festival. And because we have the, I have a very small land. So why don't I start this Saipatri flower, marigold? So I just pick up all those branches of marigold, which was in my garden, and I just put that in my system. Then it's very nicely it bloomed. So that's also, it, it means you can grow anything in aquaponics and hydroponics. Talking about flowers, we saw your company Aquaponics Nepal's Facebook page. And I must say the growth of all the leafy vegetables and flowers is really impressive. I was just curious, how long do these vegetables take to grow? And generally, how long can they be stored freshly for? People are, why there are people are you choosing those aquaponics and hydroponics in, I think, in the international market? Because... It's a very fast, 50% uh, only time, it takes time to grow than in the land. So that is, it means like if letters we grow in, in land, it takes two months, more than two months to mature. But in aquaponics, it's around one month. So it means, it means we have already reached one month. So that's why I think internationally, it's very much uh, nowadays, it's very popular, being popular aquaponics and hydroponics. And also like we can grow vegetables. And also storing, yes, we can. It's not like in land because there is a continuous supply of water. So if I won't pick now, it goes for 15 days or 20 days also. So it won't, uh, we won't have problem. It won't mature very easily very early than the land so it's really benefiting to go in aquaponics clearly aquaponics is very beneficial and is much more productive and efficient than traditional farming practices that are mainly adopted in Nepal. And oftentimes when introducing such new technological-based agricultural methods, many of us are concerned about the cost of installing such systems. So mm -hmm. could you elaborate on the costs involved? Okay, definitely, yes, I agree on the cost. It cost a lot for me because I didn't have any idea that time. Like I made a concrete tank and I made a concrete <laughs> floating raft which we don't need now i think it's not so much costly so we can we can use for the fish tank we can use a drum any kind of plastic drum because i did i didn't know about that so i made a huge <laughs> concrete tank which is a one feet wide <laughs> tank Definitely for the installments initially, we, we need some cost, but same time we can reduce the cost also by using the local materials. You can use tank, plastic uh, drums, which is the waste uh, drums and for the fish. Uh, and for the piping system, yes, we need some piping fittings and everything. Uh, we can dig a small pond and we can grow there also, but we need the water circulation regularly. So it means... Uh, if we think wisely and then explore, then we can use the, all those local materials 
to make that system, which costs very low. That's why I advise so many people, why don't you, you don't have to make this kind of tank. You just bring some drums, plastic drum, and make a small uh, plastic pond or something for your system. It won't cost more than 10,000 or 15,000. For me, it, it costs more than 100,000. In the context of Nepal, um, as we know, due to urbanization, much of our agriculture land has been lost. And from what I heard so far from you about aquaponic system, it truly is an amazing innovation that will help scale up sustainable farming in Nepal. And also 20 to 30 years from now, we have to double food production, not only to meet the demand, but also due to rapid population growth and changing food habits. So what role do you think aquaponics will play in reducing existing and future food insecurity problems? Um, the first thing I would like to say is, as you said, it's urbanization. The land is shrinking a lot. Uh, we have so many land in rural area, but people are being in Kathmandu. So it means we have to produce the food in urban areas because it's not easy to bring the uh, green vegetables and the fruits from rural area uh, because it will add your carbon footprint also if you bring from the outside. So we have to think about how to produce lots of amount of uh, green or vegetables and greens in your small amount of land. You know? So aquaponics is one of the th system where we can produce. I can I can give one example. In in my system, I have only is like three meter by 6.5 meters system only, but I can grow 930 liters in that small tank. So what is the six, three meters? Three meters is not even the one small room, no? But I can grow 900 plants in that system, which takes three or four times more inland. So already we can see like how we can um, minimize the land. And also aquaponics and hydroponics, we can do the vertically also. Like we don't need uh, the huge amount of space, but we can grow that vertically, stagging and stack and the things. So that in uh, one acre of one rope of land, you can you can expand for the whole five rope in hydroponics and aquaponics. One thing is that another one is the labor. Uh, you know, I think we already know about, about the labor costs. Now again, the government has already increased their basic uh, labor costs also. So it's so expensive to because when we spend lots of money on labor, I think buyers have to pay. You no, know, that it's not the business persons or business people have to pay for that. It's for the buyers because it costs more to buyers when we increase the labors and other additive. So we don't need the so many numbers of labor because we don't have to do any weeding here it's just like we have to monitor the nitrogen nitride and just on switch on for the water circulation that's it we have to reduce the cost of labor also and there is a huge number of migrations nowadays so it's so difficult to get the labor also so in the future if we talk about the sustainability of farming i think we have to think about those things about labor's and the land, how it's sinking. Um, just like you mentioned before already, um, along with growing food in a sustainable way, you are also involved in empowering women farmers 
who make up almost half of our agricultural labor force. So could you once more elaborate, talk more about why it's important on empowering women in that process? Yes, definitely. As, as we already know about the, not more than I think 20, 30% of people are, women's are earning, most of them are dependent on their husbands or the family. But slowly what I saw in Nepal is at least women's are doing something at home, kitchen garden or the things so that she can feed for their family. Why don't we empower those women and they can start their own business? So it's not easy for them to go to the market uh, because the market is very huge and it's uh, so difficult to penetrate the market. No, go in, go and sell our produce. So what um, I thought about, why don't I empower, train them and make them independent so that they can produce their things and they, they, they can earn. That's why I'm making a group. There are certain groups we have already had like uh, in Grani Kanta and uh, in Banishur. And also now uh, I'm going to start. I have a small, I have purchased small land in Chitlang also, which is very near to Kathmandu. So my next uh, target is to bring those women at Chitlang, especially the girls, not the women's married, but the girls who are dropout, school dropout girls. I'm planning to bring those girls together and help them to earn from either is aquaponics or organic farming. You know, if they can establish the organic aquaponics, that's great. If not, then also the organic farming, because I'm, uh, I'm practicing this organic farming since last 10 years, 10, 15 years. So I have lots of ideas and the things also. So next target is from next year I'm, I'm exploring for the funding also if I can get the funding then I'll mobilize those dropout girls uh, in Chitlang and bring them and help them to do the farming and also make and also help them to educate like if they can go to school they can join because they have their own now earnings if not then I'll help them to like or prosecha or informal education. That's my plan. So I'm thinking about that and making the proposals also. Let's see how it goes, but I'll explore the funding also. I don't know how I'll get or not, but anyway, I can help them to bring those knowledge on hydroponics, aquaponics, and organic farming. So, but whatever, whenever I work, I will work with women. <laughs> women's and girls yeah uh, Miss Badra that's really amazing and we hope that you secure some funding and also in Nepal many people still have very little knowledge of aquaponics even though it has huge potential to change and shift the way farming is done here do you think mm -hmm. that possibly in the next 10 years aquaponics will be a major part of agriculture production what role can government and local communities play in helping make aquaponics mainstream um thank you Priyanka. i think you have very rightly pointed out like what will is it potential or not aquaponics i i see it's very potential in the context of nepal also as we have already discussed about the urbanizations and the things and migrations of you the very one good things of the aquaponics is it's organic produce you can't add any chemicals or uh, pesticides in that system if you do that then the whole system would collapse. So it means the system itself checked the chemical chemicals and the um, pesticides. So when we think about our health and the things, it's very important. I think we have to promote 
aquaponics and like uh, I think slowly I was the pioneer um, in Nepal it's as a Nepalese but there was already one person I heard about that he was as a foreigner I think one year ahead than me he started so I'm the pioneer of aquaponics as a Nepali and women also then like uh, when we had this world vision international they chosen me to pitch on this and they have Honorable mention me also. Later, I heard that NARC, you know, about Nepal uh, Agricultural Research Center, they have also started as a uh, demonstration and they invited me to give the feedback on the systems and the things. I went there and I saw the system is accurate or not. And then I had provided the feedback. So it means slowly government government is also interested on this aquaponics system. And I, now, I think two years ago, there there are some people, they have, the young entrepreneurs, they have already started uh, the aquaponics and they got lots of funding from the government. It means uh, government also interested. I think they have also seen the potential of like aquaponics in the system uh, in Nepal. So they have, that's why I think they have already started funding the entrepreneurs who came with those ideas. I ha- I didn't went there because I, I thought it's, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a, like a very big business person, kind of. I'm very small. I want to do in a very small space and I just want to empower the women. <laughs> it's my motive is not to, uh, on money. That's why I didn't went there. And like they have already, I was so surprised why they put the lots of uh, the cost is very high. The produce of the aquaponics. So it means I what I I want to suggest is don't add much value on your produce. If you put lots of input, the cost will be increased of your produce. So you have to minimize your cost input cost. Another things you you talk about the government and the local government. Yes, definitely uh, they are the one who can help or help to expand those things because in so many places in rural areas even in the Kathmandu or urban semi-urban or rural areas there are so many farmers who are smallholder farmers where government can help to establish the small unit or system of aquaponics so that they can produce organic things and for the organic things you know that if you if we compare the price, it's really good. We can get the very good price of the organic produce. So it means in the they don't have the lots of space or farm. They can do it, but they can earn lot from that small space. So it means like the government can provide subsidies or they can provide the tank or they can provide the technical knowledge to those smallholder farmers. I'm not talking about the very big business people. Here in Nepal, we know that who will get the subsidy? It's big big farmers who will get those all those uh, greenhouse and technology it's all those business persons so that's how the smallholder farmers never come come up they, they have never left it up they want they can't get any even in Chitla, Chitlang, the people i was so surprised like uh, the one one business person he went there and he's doing lots of farming there he has kind of 20 or 30 tunnels there and then i asked one small Kisan, a farmer, he said, 
we don't know how to get those things how it come and he doesn't know that local government provide those tunnels and local government he pro- they provided those tunnels to the outsiders farmers not the farmers business people so that is the very it's a very sad for nepali agriculture or for the smaller farmers i feel so bad about those things and i was so i feel so bad and pity and i said okay next time when i come then i'll help you uh, in next uh, how to get the funding from at least you can just apply for the funding you can at least you can get the small channels or the things and so that you can uh, grow your vegetables in off season also so that's the government have to think about how to help the small holder farmers rather than the big big people or big business people who want to promote their their business like channels like polyester plastic so they introduce those things rather than helping the farmers i think government have to think about that they can help they definitely they can empower the small farmers helping them providing technical trainings and knowledge and some equipments in this ecoponics you don't need though we need the water water circulation system but you don't need the huge number of uh, electricity you can install a small solar panel from that solar panel also small battery you can and a small pump you can just fish pump fish pump i'm using the fish pump so you can use that fish pump also to establish the small system it doesn't need lots of cost that's why i'm saying like whenever you add more input like costing installing lots be a very big uh, pump and very big like like me concrete uh, tank you really add your cost on your produce so buyers have to pay on that not the business person that's how the government can help on to reduce those cost thank you for that last but not the least our final question to you is something that could be helpful for future successful green entrepreneurs like you so what would be one important advice that you would give to them I think dedication is the most. You have to dedicate yourself. Definitely you have to earn also because that's our life. But you have to think about the life of others also, you know? Like uh, people what they are doing is the when we see the farming system in Nepal nowadays, more you can see all those pesticides and fertilizer. They are just thinking about themselves only to earn the money, then not about the health of other people. Uh and when you produce anything, you have to think about this is for me. it's not for others so if you think like okay this this product is for me then i won't add any pesticides or chemical fertilizer if you eat those things then why don't you um, supply those things to other people also why you put those fertilizers and the pesticides to uh, to bring into the market and another the most important thing is i feel is the value add in your product though very small things like uh, what we are doing nowadays is the i'm joining hand with the another blue agro we bring i, I have them to produce uh, tomatoes which is very organic so we are not using any pesticides and chemical fertilizer so we are doing the safe food practice on that and what we do is we just wash with the drinking water and clean out and we just um, supply in the market so at least we can add the value on that so i advise the people also why don't you add your value in your product so that it won't get waste also and people will pay more on your product um, so this is the thing one is very important still i will say it's dedication you have to be very dedicated on this in farming uh you people think like okay i have already i have started my business i have invested lots of money on it i need money immediately it's not you have to wait for that thank you so much mrs badra for your insights you on aquaponics we definitely learned so much 
about an environmentally friendly, naturally fruit growing method that harnesses the best attributes of aquaculture and hydroponics. It was truly a pleasure having you here with us. And we sincerely hope that sustainable practices like aquaponics becomes more and more prevalent in the future of Nepal. Thank you very much, Priyanka and Surya Gautam. It's my honor to be in part of this. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to share my experience and the learnings. And just like that, we reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us on the fourth chapter of our podcast journey. Please tune in again every last day of the month. And let's continue to stay informed, get the conversations going, motivate one another, and hopefully be a part of an equitable and a sustainable future for all.